Welcome to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast, a show dedicated to the storytelling that happens or should happen when practitioners purchase technology. Each episode is designed to inspire new ways and ideas to make your business better as we speak with the brightest minds in recruitment and HR tech. That's what we do. Here's your host, William Tincup. Ladies and gentlemen, this is William Tincup, and you are listening to the Use Case Podcast. Today we have Sam on from Dahlia, and we're going to be talking about the business case or the use case for why and how his prospects and customers uh, choose Dahlia. So let's just jump right into it. Sam, would you do us a favor and introduce yourself and Dahlia? Yeah, I'd love to. And thanks for having me on, William. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, a quick background on me. I've been in the recruitment tech space since 2008. Um, I got my start working at Indeed when it was a small startup, spent a bunch of time there on about eight years. And then I went on to the Muse employer branding platform for a couple of years and then got started on my own thing, which turned out to be some consulting, uh, you know, right after I left the Muse. And then I got started on Dahlia about three years ago uh, and I've been working on that since. And so the high level on Dahlia is we are really optimizing the experiences job seekers face when they land on companies' career sites. So ultimately, we dramatically improve the conversion rate for employers by just simplifying the most common painful experiences job seekers run into when looking for jobs. Oh, that's wonderful. So so let's get to, let's dig in uh, into that. So people go to somehow, some way, either through uh, uh, organic traffic or through programmatic or whatever, they get to a career page. Um, what's what's some of the common mistakes that are made in that the, the conversion from the career page into whatever's next? Yeah, I mean, it's a good, good question. The most common thing we see is that there's really only one option for job seekers most often, and that is to apply to the job. Right. And you think, okay, that makes a ton of sense. They're here to look for jobs. They want to apply. But what we see is for our customers, the majority of people who visit a company's career site won't even click the apply button. They'll just leave the site um, and do something else. Now, sometimes there's an option to sign up for a job alert or join a talent network or to chat through a chat bot. And those are all really good strategies to help you get some sort of other connection with that job seeker. But the most common thing is that there's really just one option and that that's a really hard option, especially, you know, with uh, applicant, applicant tracking systems that require, you know, you got to create an account with a password, you've got to upload a resume file, especially for mobile. There's a lot of friction in that singular option. So I think that's the biggest mistake that we see is there's just not, not enough ways to easily connect with the company. Yeah, I, I I absolutely 100% agree. You're you're the expert. You know this much deeper than I do. But that's the things that I see in career pages is we don't think of candidates as shoppers, and mm-hmm. uh, when they come to our career page, they're shopping. And uh, and again, if if we're just forcing them down one thing, here's a list of jobs. Click and then go into this. Uh, it's, you know, can be an arduous process, lots of friction. And then, you know, there's like, if we use e-commerce terms, there's a bunch of cart abandonment stuff that happens where someone gets into the process and just says, yeah, no. <laughs> and yep. then they just bail. <laughs> so, uh, so where does Dahlia, where do y'all come in? Where's, where's the fit for where you help with that process? So we, we 
can be everything from an employer's full front-end career site. So we can power the whole job search, job landing pages, the full job application process. Mm. That's that's you know a full package with Dahlia. Like we are really what we call the job seeker facing front-end experience. Oh, cool. And so um, we're just kicking that off with a few customers um, now, but most of our customers, we sit on top of what they already have. So if they don't want to replace their career site, they're happy with what they've got, we can sit right on top. And so where Dahlia comes in, you know, is when a job seeker visits a company's career site and they don't take any action. They don't click the apply button. They don't engage with a chat bot. They don't sign up for a talent network. They go to leave the site. Dahlia has engagement forms that pop up in front of job seekers who are exiting the site. It's like an exit intent form. Right. Very similar right. to like online shopping. Right. So, you know, you, you know, you go to a, a company's, uh, if you're if you're shopping online, the very first thing they try to do is get your email address. Right? right. And they do that because they've been able to prove that they're much more likely to have you come back and buy something if you're in their email marketing program. And so we've proven the exact same thing with Thalia. Job seekers are way more likely to apply to a, a job if we have them registered in our email alert program. So that's the other side of Thalia. First of all, we get we make it really simple for job seekers who aren't ready to apply to quickly sign up. But then we have really robust, fully automated email alerts that run over email and SMS. And so the great thing about this and what makes it different from a lot of other solutions in the market is it requires literally no work from recruiting teams, no work to set up. It just runs fully automated. And so we have this remarketing machine that just reminds these job seekers of your open jobs, brings them back to apply when the time is right. And we are also starting to do some work to simplify the actual application process. Um, but yeah, we just keep it as simple as we possibly can. I love that. You know, my take on career sites and, and at least observation is uh, years ago when websites were built, it, it was it wasn't even the recruiting team. It wasn't even HR. It was just a thing that, that we just kind of put off there. So kind of proprietary or just kind of, you know, it wasn't necessarily an HR tech or rec tech play. Then there was a movement where CRMs kind of jumped in there and built careers, uh, built career sites. Um, where are we, where are we now when you look at the market and you see kind of how career sites kind of come, uh, you know, come, you know, and basically the ones that are the best in the world, how are they, how are they doing it today? Yeah, I think the, the big change is the shift towards a mobile optimized experience mm. and, because that's where most job seekers are. And what we, we really focus on um, employers who are hiring at very high volume, usually it's frontline workers, hourly workers, deskless workers, you could say. And these job seekers are really exclusively looking for jobs on their phones. So the best career sites today have evolved in a way where they're hyper-optimized for a mobile experience. That means it's really simple. There's very few options. It's really directing for you as a job seeker. It makes it, they just make it really easy for you to find jobs and then apply to those jobs or engage with, with the company. And so chat is a really good tool for this. A lot of new career site platforms have chat as a product where you can simply add chat onto it. And so chat has helped a great deal. In fact, a bunch of our customers use chat services um, to help get some conversion and some connection with, with job seekers. Um, so I think that's something that's been, been really um, powerful. 
Um, but the the automation and and keeping job seekers engaged with really relevant, timely alerts, I think that's the the missing piece from most career site platforms today. Um, and that's something that we're working really hard to make available to everybody. Um, but yeah, it's like if I connect with you and give you my information, how are you going to reach back out to me? And I think what you may have seen with these CRM products in the past is that many employers will use the product, the, the buy the product, and they'll go through a setup, but they don't really leverage the CRM to send content out to the job seekers who've signed up. So the experience for a job seeker will be that they'll connect, they'll sign up, but they won't really get anything from that employer. So the best solutions really need to fully automate all that re-engagement so the employer doesn't have to do something uh, to drive results. It's, you know, first of all, I love this conversation. We're just kind of nibbling around the edges. It's, you mentioned uh, friction and, and uh, I, I mean, when you're, I was thinking about that as a frictionless environment for the audience, you know, if your site isn't, let's say hyper mobile optimized, um, then, you know, simple things like when you're on your laptop and you ask people to upload a resume, well, you know, they just browse, find a file and find their resume and they upload it, and, you know, it parses, goes in your ATS, whatever. Um, but when you're on your phone, uh, not as easy uh, to, <laughs> to do those things. I mean, how do you even get the file, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, so what are other, I mean, first of all, you know, to create that frictionless environment, because I, I, I think, you know, you know this better than I do, but I think when people run into friction, they just bail. Like it's mm-hmm. just too easy. To, there's a little X in the right hand corner. Like it's just too easy. To yeah, and, the, and the data shows they bail too. It's yeah. uh, you know, like for a lot of our customers, where they have account creation is step one, um, where you have to create an account with a password to even start the apply process. Most people drop off at that step. That's where they lose most people. And say say that again so the audience gets it. Sure. So if you have an application process where the first step is to create an account with a password, most of the people who reach that point are going to drop out. We see roughly 75% of people drop out at that step. So just removing the account creation step with a password will dramatically improve conversion rates. But that's often just a standard part of the process, depending on what ATS you have. And sometimes you cannot remove that as the step. Um, so that is a huge game uh, that employers could have. And then the resume, like you mentioned, if you require a resume to be uploaded, it could really hurt your conversion rate, especially on mobile, especially for job seekers who might not have a, res- a resume readily available from their phone or have a resume at all. A lot of the job seekers looking for these types of roles that our companies are hiring yeah. for don't have resumes. Right. Um, that That's a barrier in and of itself. You're asking mm-hmm. for a resume. It's like, uh, yeah, you want me to go and spend time building this thing? Nah, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Click. And we have seen a good shift towards that. Like more and more employers are dropping that as a requirement, which has right. been really positive. Especially with the folks that you serve, you know, again, the hourly deskless uh, work, uh, workforce, you know, it's just one of those deals. You're trying to reduce all any friction. Whatever friction is there, you just—it's like almost like a relentless pursuit of reducing friction. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so again, if if you're asking for them to create an account, and there are some ATSs, I don't name names, but there are some ATSs where if you want to if you want to apply to let's say a job at GE 
And then all of a sudden you're like, find another job at GE that you love. You have to actually create another account. So yeah. now you, do, you have to create an account per job. And I'm like, are we just trying to make it difficult? <laughs> yeah, sometimes it feels like like that. Once you look at some of these processes, like was it set up intentionally to be difficult? <laughs> um, so I think it's just gotten here over many years of adjustments and piling on with technology. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of really, um, let's say, old school ATS platforms that are still pretty prolific. Like they're still out oh, there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and I mean, you know, Brass Ring and uh, Taleo Enterprise, two yeah. uh, global inter- uh, global ATSs. You know, they're st- they're still used by a lot of companies. And yeah. I don't I don't think I don't know if people know that because it's it's so easy to think of. You know, iSIMS or Greenhouse or Smart Recruiters or some of the kind of newer ATSs or Breezy or you know some of the some of the newer ones, but man, Taleo and Brass Ring still have a huge market share. They do, and you know they have a lot of other functionality and die props that are that are great, but the recruitment module usually is an afterthought. It's not really their core 100%. focus, so it's you know it's no surprise that they don't spend time optimizing the jobs of your experience. So. You know, employers don't need to worry too much because there are solutions that can fix it for them. And we're one of those. So if you have an ATS that has a really difficult application process, you can layer a technology on top of that to really simplify it and streamline it. And so we're doing that now all through SMS, which is really exciting. So if you have um, Taleo Enterprise, let's just say, and there's an account creation step and a really difficult process, we can transform that whole process into a really simple and easy SMS conversation where we ask literally the questions from your application process over SMS, but we remove all the most difficult points of friction, like creating an account and let you just apply to a job via text message by answering a few questions and all the data goes right into the ATS and it's very seamless for the job seeker. And so conversion rates spike, they go up dramatically, but nothing has to change on the ATS. The customer doesn't have to do anything. They don't have to remove those steps from ATS. We're one of the technologies that can really just streamline that uh, as a workaround. Oh, I love that. I love it because there's, again, you've taken you've taken a change out. Like everyone's worried about, I need another tool, this, that, and the other. It's like, no, this just makes a better experience. It's a better candidate experience, uh, better shopping experience, if you will. And uh, last thing I wanted to ask on this side of, of the podcast is integrated integrations. Um, is is it as simple as ATSs, or or where, what do we need to in terms of like the stack of technology? What does Dahlia need to be integrated with? Yeah, integration is such a a, a painful word in my opinion. <laughs> because, it is. Uh, it is. It, it's, it's turned out to be a real blocker in this industry for a lot of technology. And so we made sure from the very beginning to make sure Dahlia was not dependent on any integrations with a third party, including Smart. ATSs. Um, and so we've invested a lot of time in the technology to make this happen. But um, what I just talked about with, with Taleo or any ATS, we can optimize an application process without the need for any integration with an ATS. So no API access. We can do it all around that. We use RPA technology and it's probably too boring for me to get into that, but um, we don't need an API. Now we can and have worked with APIs in the past. And if if that's a preferred method for the customer, we can easily do that. 
Um, but again, we're really just trying to keep things very simple for employers. And what we know is that many of our customers, in order to use other products, they've had to set up some sort of API connection with their ATS. There's often a cost to them to do that. It takes a lot of time. So it can turn into a many months long project to get a, a new vendor live that they really want. So we said, that's ridiculous. Like, why would we go even go through that path? Let's just develop technology that lets us go live very quickly without the customer needing to do anything at all. Well, it's also part of your kind of your, your core values in the sense of you're, you're telling people the application process should be easy. So let's make it easy. Mobile first. Let's just make, take all the friction out. Let's make it easy. You've also applied that to your own to the company as well, to where it's like, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to go into the island of misfit toys uh, thing with integrations yeah. and implementations and all that other stuff. It just needs to be easy. Mm-hmm. And I, man, I, I know that resonates with uh, with practitioners because. They, I used to be implementations. If you wanted them to cry, you could just say implementation and they'd cry. But but now you say integration and it's the same thing. Um, let's let's turn to the other side of Diana. I wanted to ask you three questions. One is, sure. what's your favorite part of the demo? Hmm. Yeah, so, my favorite. Yeah, your I mean, favorite. Your favorite part. Yeah. My favorite part of the demo. It's like asking you, what's your what's your favorite child? You know, just, <laughs> know. just, just kidding. <laughs> I think um, it's in the early part of the conversation with every company. We, we talk through data that comes from AppCast. So we love AppCast because they put out this recruitment benchmark report that really highlights a lot of the friction points in, in job search. So they show convert job application conversion rates across different industries, different job types. And that's really powerful data. And a lot of employers aren't aware of this. And so we really spend the first part of our demo highlighting this, this data. And a lot of employers don't have access to this conversion rate data from their own ATS. Like they don't know what their conversion rate is from career site visit to application. And so that data really is obscured. And so highlighting it for them and, and seeing how that resonates is really powerful. So, I, I mean, I like that. That really gets you kind of hooked and interested in the rest of the conversation. And then we also really personalize the demo itself. So when we show the Dahlia product, we always show it for the company we're talking to. So we literally mock it up how it looks. Oh, um, cool. So see what it will actually be like in real life. And so it's like, you know, generally we get a really good reaction. Oh, we can have that. It'll look just like that. Yeah. Definitely. So yeah, yeah it's we, not uh, it's not hypothetical that. at that point. That's what I love about that is it's not like okay, this is what it will. I mean, this is you know at a, at a point you know it's like no, this is your brand. This is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. This is, I also think it's it's fascinating because this is a bit from years ago where I would ask recruiters to apply to jobs uh, using their own you know on their own job site, and it's just they they you know the amount of recruiters that have never done that. And, and that's yeah. not even not even executives and stuff like that. Just recruiter. You, you just post a job for front end developer. Now go apply to it. And it and it's torture. And it's been torture. But it's now what I love about this, and especially in the demo, it's like it doesn't have to be that way. It's, it, right. it can be that way if you if you want to you want to keep doing it that way. That's fine. But it doesn't need to be that way. We can change that, and make it better, create a better experience for your candidates i.e. your customers, et cetera. Um, questions that that practitioners should ask of you or Dahlia 
in the buying process? Like what should they be asking you? Well, we love the most with the customer engagement that we have is talking about ROI and data. And so we love getting questions about measurement. How do we measure the results of this? How do you suggest we, we measure the ROI here? If we can get into that conversation quickly, like we know we're going to have a great relationship with that customer because we're very data oriented, very results oriented. So I think it's always good. And we can also help with that if a customer doesn't have a good sense of how to measure ROI um, for our product or for other products. So that's a conversation we always love to have, love getting those questions. And usually it comes down to, you know, how many hires can I attribute back to Dahlia? And how much money did I spend? Is it is it a strong ROI? So we really try to get to that ultimate deliverable, like we're going to help you make more hires and here's how you can measure it all the way through. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's the a question I love to get. Um, yeah, I can't think of any others. I love more than that. <laughs> good, good, good. Last thing is uh, success stories and you don't have to, you know, name names or brands or anything like that, but just, you know, you you started this for a reason and all of a sudden people will use it and then they do fantastic things and you're like, wow, I didn't even think about that. That's cool. Like what are some of your favorite customer stories? Again, you don't have to name names. Just I, I like the story part of it. Yeah. We have a, um, a large staff in business working with us. And in the last 12 months, we've been able to, basically triple the candidate flow coming from Dahlia because they're really interested in working with us on doing new things. So we've been able to optimize the forms on their site to make it really simple for people to quickly sign up. And we've done a ton of work around job matching. And so one of the most common issues we see with frontline hiring is a huge disconnect between what people search for and the way the job titles are presented. Oh, the customer is like a big disconnect and it can be minor things like misspellings there's right. a really high percentage of job job seekers are searching on their phones and they just misspell a job title like warehouse it's commonly misspelled and if you misspell that word for most ats's you're not going to get a result so if you sign right. up for an alert you're just not going to get anything so we make sure we handle a lot of that so for this particular customer we spend a ton of time looking at what people are actually looking for, the words they were using, compare that with their job titles, use a ton of data and really develop all of these expansions. So we, we got more and more matches happening. And that's because this customer was really into it. They were basically like, you know, you guys have free reign to do whatever you need to do to make this the best experience possible. And so that was a really powerful you know, customer to have because we were able to roll that out for our other customers as well. So I think um, being able to increase conversion rates across the board, not just from sign up, but bring people back to apply to jobs is a huge deal. So uh, I don't know, that was an amazing experience. So uh, we want to do more of that. We need, I mean, first of all, drops mic, walks off stage. Uh, it, whenever a customer can help you innovate like that, and then you can then take that innovation and go out to you know, the rest of your customers and prospects and say, hey, listen, this is something that we've learned from you know customer X. This is this is something we should be thinking about with you as well. I, I love that because you know it's it's like the unforeseen, you know, you can't you you don't know what you don't know. And all of a sudden a customer points something out and says, Hey, can we do this? You're like, uh yeah, 
Yeah, we can and should. Yeah, that's a great point. Sam, this has been wonderful. I, I've been following Dahlia for a long time, and I love what you're doing, and I just appreciate your time and wisdom. Yeah, thanks, William. I appreciate having me on. Absolutely, and thanks for everyone listening to the Use Case Podcast. Until next time. You've been listening to Recruiting Daily's Use Case Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform and hit us up at recruitingdaily.com.